listening to the Equipoise Podcast. Today's episode, I'm Just a Simple Man. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Equipoise Podcast. I am a little stuffed up, (laughs) so uh, I might sound a little different. Uh, I'm just getting over a bad something. I'm not entirely sure what it is. Um, Alpha, Delta, Omicron, Mu, Nu, what have you. Um, I don't know, but I'm feeling better. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the glorification of simplicity. It's an interesting trend that I've seen in my life, but it's not as innocent as it might seem at first, um, is the inevitable flip side and unavoidable result of the vilification of academia. Here's what I mean. You're having a discussion with someone, either in person or on Facebook or what have you, and at some point in the discussion, a phrase is uttered, something along the lines of, well, I'm just a simple man, followed by an oversimplification of a complex issue, a refusal to defend a position, or an outlandish attempt to bow out of a debate by means of self-deprecation? <laughs> it seems like a cop-out at best, but it's far more damaging at its worst. And I think this is an area where we really need some course correcting to arrive at a balanced view on simplicity versus knowledge and expertise. So I want to point out some of the more obvious problems with this. First, it is my opinion An observation (laughs) that most people who say this probably don't mean it. They can quote Augur from Proverbs 30 all they want, you know, when Augur says he's more brutish than any other man, but, but they don't really believe it's true. Now, you might say that's quite an assumption, Michael. I understand, but I think it's, it's, it's a reasonable deduction, and I'll tell you why. In my experience, all the men who say, well, I'm just a backwoods redneck hillbilly with the coonskin hat who might as well be sucking on a catfish mistaking it for a grilled cheese sandwich are actually fairly smart guys, some of them brilliant. Most have at least a high school education. Most have access to things like Wikipedia and libraries. And most are really confident of their doctrines, right or wrong, right? And most are going to be willing to argue with you until the cows come home about some of their pet issues. So what appears to be a humble, teachable, earnest, sincere confession of simplicity is actually a tactic, a maneuver, a feigned display of humility, and in the end, a veiled pride. It's akin to the young preacher who just knocked it out of the park, and when folks come to compliment and thank him for his sermon, he just looks down at his shoes and sighs, well, I I suppose it was all right. (laughs) It's just a show. It's a planned response, and it doesn't fool as many people as one might hope. Not only, secondly, I guess, not only is it not believed by the confessors of their own ineptitude, but it's also a terrible look for Christians and a massive detriment to the spread of the gospel. Think about it. Would you base your life on something that someone just said after boasting about how simple and uneducated they were? And now I can hear, wait a minute, the Bible was written so that even the dumbest among us could understand it. Don't you go complicating things now. My response, the Bible was in fact written to be meditated upon for a lifetime, and it contains many things that are hard to understand. My source, the Bible. In many places, I don't have time here, but it cites itself as being difficult to understand, possessing dark stains and complicated riddles, requiring meditation. This shouldn't be a surprise. The problem is that we love simplicity, in which, if I recall, the book of Proverbs says something about people who love simplicity, and we love truncation. 
You'll notice that most of the issues of our day have been craftily uh, condensed to a slogan that can fit on a picket sign or a bumper sticker or a pithy saying said to the de- desktop background. We've just forgotten how to discuss things intelligently, and we glory in it because we're, we're just simple folk. So if we come across something complicated or complex or a question that requires an answer that's more than one or two syllables long, we either dumb it down, ignore it, or vilify the person who brought it up. Now, this brings to mind another objection that I anticipate. Well, God said he chose the foolish things of the world to confound the things which are wise. Well, let me ask you this. Does that mean it's wrong to be wise? No. Does that mean it's better to be foolish than to be wise? No. Then you must mean there's a proper way to understand this verse. And thankfully, there is. If you read the entire chapter, which, again, in our aforementioned quest for simplicity and truncation, it's hardly done, you'll understand that Paul is talking about social status and wealth and natural gifting. And the wise people he's talking about in 1 Corinthians are those who, according to the same passage, people who espouse what Paul calls the wisdom of the world. Paul is not here vilifying academia and knowledge. I sure hope not, since he was... <laughs> not a simple man or a brutish one, and often said as much. He's actually doing the opposite. I don't have time to elaborate here, but um, the fact that someone doesn't have a dazzling intellect, by the way, is no excuse to not dedicate oneself to learning more about the scriptures and doctrines and manners and customs and apostles' teachings and so forth. It's such a terrible tragedy when we make it seem like a necessary gateway into Christianity is stupid, ignorant, blind faith, and that we must check our brains, logic, and reason at the door when we walk through, Uh, as if like the highest rung on the ladder for a Christian is to be a moron. I recently was, was in a conversation where the person with whom I was speaking dejectedly bemoaned the fact that I no longer possessed an illogical and unsound position, in my opinion. The phrase he used was, it sounds like you've been running to books, brother. As if that's a bad thing. What am I going to do, trust myself? Are we really that arrogant? Nah. This is part and parcel to the vilification of academia as though learning is a bad thing, and it's an inevitable c- inclusion in the glorification of simplicity. It's said that Seneca, a contemporary of Jesus, said the following about religion, that it, here's the quote, it's true for the common folk, false for the philosophers, lovers of knowledge, that's what the word means, and useful for rulers, end quote. When we grandstand our ignorance and hang a sign with flashing lights around our neck to advertise our ignorance, we're proving this fellow correct. Lastly on this, I'm finding that this glorification of simplicity is a breeding ground, a fertile environment for both stagnation of mind and reproduction of simplicity. It's almost cult-like, this devotion to being a simple man, as though that were some sort of noble thing. Spelling errors, grammar disasters, they're the object of cute little inside jokes rather than a problem to be corrected to enhance our credibility. Manners and customs of the ancient Near East and Roman times are as out of reach as a top shelf to a small child. Not by necessity, but because we don't need all that learning and stuff. We just be simple folks with our Bibles. You know, the just me and my Bible mentality I was talking about earlier, uh, like a month ago on the podcast or so, two months ago maybe. And all this just creates an environment that's ridiculed by the world while we look and say, see, God said they reject the gospel. But what they're really rejecting is the plenarily obtuse approach that we've mastered in the West in Christianity. If we actually took the time to conduct research and be excellent in our field like Paul did on Mars Hill or the Christians at Berea, we might actually be making a lasting impact on our communities. But instead... We're seen by people as they drive by our churches as the deliberate dunces of society who grab our Bibles and wield them as blunt cudgels with which to bludgeon our opponents with our astounding and abounding ignorance, all while thinking that simplicity and a two-dimensional approach to the scriptures and life in general is somehow the virtuous endgame of Christianity. 
I hope it's clear that we ought not glorify simplicity. It's self-defeating, immature, prideful, damaging to the gospel message, and ultimately anti-Christ. So then what do we do in response? What's the balance? Certainly the answer is not to glorify academia in an equally cult-like way, right? Of course not. Just as we should never ascribe some deep wisdom to every self-professed idiot, we ought also not pretend that learning facts from a book necessarily qualifies someone to give counsel on a whole host of issues either. Um, I've heard some really bad stuff from brilliant people and vice versa. And I'm not going to get into it here because I don't have time, but it's important to know that most, not all, but most people with degrees in a field in which you do not have a degree know more than you in that field, and that's okay. And we should probably humbly learn from them if they have displayed that they are truly unbiased, free of agenda experts in their field. So I'm not going to tell Tom Brady how to throw a football, and I'm not going to pretend like I understand Babylonian culture as well as the expert with 40 years of experience under his belt just because I read the book of Daniel and the expert is an atheist, so he must be a total moron, right? Wrong. In the end, let's be balanced. Don't glorify simplicity. Don't take pride in the fact that you're ignorant and unlearned. Just because Jesus called fishermen doesn't mean he didn't also call a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant too. You may never be considered an intellectual, and that's okay, but God deserves the best use of all of our faculties, so we should all dedicate ourselves to loving our Lord not only with our hearts and souls and strength, but with all our minds too. So that's that. And until next time, stay balanced.